ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to HR Talk. Wait a minute, he, he quit? He can just do that? Yes, he can. to the best podcast on the entire internet related to human resources, HR Talk. I'm JC. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. It's a pleasure to be back here. And please welcome the star of the show, the assistant co-host, the guy to the left and right who's also a star, but yet a co-star, Ricky Baez. The assistant to the assistant co-host. The assistant to the assistant co-host, Ricky Baez. Hello. What is up, my peeps? How you doing, man? Oh, it's been crazy, man. There's so much going on in the world. You know, we had to actually take a week off, ladies and gentlemen, due to all the recent current events that are happening here in New York State. There was so much going on. There's sexual harassment things everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. It's all crazy. It's 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 all of a clamp. We're crazy with uh, the... The insanity is over here. Our governor has walked away, Rick. Our governor has touched people. He resigned. He walked away. And now the lieutenant governor that he barely ever talked to and knew nothing about this at all. They they worked together for seven years, um, but she knew nothing about anything. <laughs> She's going to be taking over. And so he resigned. Governor Cuomo resigned, Ricky Bias. Have you heard the news? I Have I heard the news? It's been nothing but the news. And you know, in the HR world is not news to us because, unfortunately, we see actions like that every day. Um, normally, people get fired when there's a, a damning investigation with a lot of confirmed uh, stories about uh, sexual harassment and all those kinds of things. But, um, yeah, he decided to resign. I mean, but he kept denying it, right? Yeah, no, Didn't he was, he kept he was denying in denial, it? denial, yeah. denial. How yeah. did he say it? He said something about being Italian. What was that, Rick? He said it was, I thought it was a joke, but apparently it wasn't. He said, and I quote, I am not perverted. I'm just Italian. And that just made it worse, I think, JC. I mean, for the people who are Italian who are offended, I'm sorry. He's (laughs) not perverted. He's just Italian. (laughs) He blew up his own world with those comments. He's a crazy man. He's a crazy man. He really is. It's, It's a crazy time that's going on. And there's so much happening on the lines. Now, look, ladies and gentlemen, today we do have a lot that we're going to be talking about. We're talking about U.S. job growth tops forecast with the biggest gain in nearly a year. Uh, we do have our Florida stories coming up later on. How to sustain a high-performing work culture, a recent article put out by HRD. And then the big one, Labor Union Report. The new NLRB General Counsel signals a big shift in labor law, including card check by administrative fiat. So um, big topics coming up. But before we do, ladies and gentlemen. It is that time, and I'm going to do it right off the bat here, Ricky. I'm not even going to wait. <sighs> we are not going to wait on this one. Go. Shoot it. When you have nothing else to do with your life, but live under the regime of a sexual harasser that just so happens to be Italian and claims it's cultural, you sit home wondering, what more could I do with myself? How much better could I be in life? So, you go on TikTok 
You spend hours there to get your news, your current events, maybe a maybe something that's not really true, like opinions of others that are not factually based. But from that you grow and you blossom like a like an organic flower grown in downstate New York. And someday when you blossom, you too could be governor. This is your TikTok Roundup on HR Talk. Some of the uh, craziest clips that we've heard that we could also relate back to human resources. Our first clip today, Ricky Baez, over to you. So this is from a gentleman by the name of Pat Diabir. Pat Diabir, I think I'm saying that right. Cuomo resigns and upstate New York truck owners are outraged. Wait a minute. He, he quit? He could just do that? Well, crap, what am I supposed to do with that big F Cuomo sticker I got across the back window on my pickup truck? I guess that's all out of date now. Thanks a lot, Cuomo. People are enraged, JC. I thought he quit. I, I swear there's two stickers that sell more than anything else in, in the middle of the heart of New York State, Ricky Baez. One of those okay. is the uh, F Cuomo sticker. Right, because a lot of people right. didn't like the guy for a multitude of reasons, and then the second most popular sticker, uh, kind of like back in the eighties. And I think that given the circumstances, sorry, kind of like back in the eighties when you would see the no fear stickers, it's Salt yeah. Life. So you'll see Salt Life stickers in the middle of landlocked New York. So Salt Life, <laughs> F Cuomo. I don't know what truck owners are going to do anymore. You know, on their Ram Quad four forty five hundred diesel trucks going to get their I mean, milk. You know. I mean, look, for everybody out there with the RAV4s and you have the sticker that says F Cuomo, I mean, look. RAV4, it's, no, 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 no. We're, we're talking like a, a big truck. That's that's oh, like I, a mini SUV with a four-cylinder. I thought he meant a RAV4. That's okay. what I thought he meant. A RAV4 <laughs> on the pilot, the I red guess, line. Yeah, that's yeah, what I thought. yeah, 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 yeah. Truck, yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pick a truck. Uh, yeah, you know what? You know, thank you for stimulating the economy. I mean, you know what? Oh, Maybe God. you don't have that, uh, that sticker putting it to good use, but you know what? That small business owner you bought that from, you, you're keeping them in business. So thank you. Thank you for doing your duty in the state of New York and continue buying from small businesses. So talking cool. about duties, uh, our next clip here comes from a man on TikTok whose name is a dichotomy in and of itself. Right? Yes, it is. The best way I can is. help now Hold on. is if I step up. It's mind of its own. <laughs> Sorry, JC. Oh, I thought Here you were just going to finally let it play. So so exciting. Well, I, I'm going to let it play. This is from Christ Lover 69. I swear that's his name. It's the name. Christ, Christ Lover 69. 69. Yeah, there, there's... So, okay. And I think that given the circumstances, the best way I can help now is if I step aside and let government get back to governing. Start spreading the news. Come on. <laughs> I am leaving in 14 days. I am no longer a part of it. New York, New York tough. New York tough. New York tough. Leaving in 14 days. When's the last time you saw someone resign and then give two weeks notice? Like normally, um, normally in these situations, they resign and they're out the door the same day. Like I'm stepping down. I'm no longer doing this. Well, it's OK. So here's, when somebody says I'm resigning today, I'm done. 
they've already talked about it within their own circle to say, hey, I'm going to be stepping down. Let's make sure no balls are dropped. Right. So I think this is something that he wasn't planning on doing. And it's surprising everybody. And he's given them 14 days to actually do a smooth transition. So I get it. I get it. I'm pretty sure the only person he's talked to was the lieutenant governor. Oh, no, they and, don't talk. Yeah. No, she, she says all. straight up, they don't talk. She's not within the circle. No, but uh, she also said that the, there there is a propagation of a smooth transition of power from, from one yeah. to the next. You know, sexual harassment claims are not a laughing matter. Right now, we no. are making fun of this guy because he's a clown, but past and beyond that, like what he did, it's it's not a joke. And and at the end of the day, to his defense, he's not perverted. He's just Italian, I guess, from his own personal claims. <laughs> that so, is the worst statement it's ever. The worst. It, it's but the worst. But look, from from an HR perspective, it just it, it's again 2021. We're halfway over 2021, and we're still dealing with situations where people in power think they can be, you know, grabby with people, and they can, you know, do what they wish with people. And I, look, the, these investigations happen all over the country, all sides of organizations. This just happens to be in the limelight, but out there, this is an everyday thing. And for the victims, I, I a lot of people are pushing back on the people who came forward. Um, to uh, to uh, file a claim against someone saying, why didn't you bring this up be- before? Well, that shouldn't be a question. Why didn't you bring it up before? Because, yes, I understand why they would ask that question, but they got to think about their careers because somebody so powerful can really squash somebody's career like that. And oh, yeah. the people wait until one person to say something and then four, five, six more come up because now they feel they have a unified voice and make sure their career system stifled. So, um. I'm glad the investigation was conducted. Um, it's I'm glad he stepped down. He did the uh, the uh, right thing by stepping down and just letting just 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 letting other people in charge who are not being um, shined by this this specific light and let them handle the business. I, of running I, c- I couldn't of agree York. with you more. And when we take a look at some of the current events here in New York State on the back end of the week, the state legislature has come out to say very specifically they will not move forward with impeachment proceedings whatsoever. Once he's out of office, he shouldn't be impeached. So they stop the investigation right away, which is intriguing in the times that we're in when you think about the national platform and what we lived through a few months back. But that's fine. New York's a different ball it. of wax. Be consistent with right. it. Yeah. Be consistent. Yeah. Be consistent. Yeah. All right. What else do we got on uh, this uh, ticky-tocky here? This one is actually pretty funny. This is from a lady by the name of Kimberly DeNaro. She's talking, and she says, from Bodega Meat to Governor of New York. I don't know what that means, JC, but let's play this right now. Okay, so on March 14th, 2020, I was feeling salty, so I did what anyone would do, and I took it to Twitter. Everyone in NYC who is saying they're not worried about coronavirus because they're young and healthy has lived on nothing but cigarettes, cocaine, and bodega meat for nine years, shares a moldy shower with seven strangers from the internet, and is in an open relationship with an anti-vax couple and two park rats. It went viral on Reddit. A lot of people were really mad at me. None of the meme accounts credited me, but I moved on with my life, as we do. Then someone DM'd me to say that I'm quoted in a book about the pandemic. First Responders by Jennifer Murphy. That's me. And they quoted her in the book. They're showing it. Then today, Cuomo stepped down, and that's how I became governor. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know if that's how it works, Kimberly. I don't think it works that way. But no, let her believe it. Let her let her believe it. But isn't um, there something about adverse possession, like down in Texas? Like if if um, say your house goes into foreclosure and you move out, and then the mortgage company doesn't move on it because maybe they've gone out of business, and then you move into the house, you can file sixteen dollars with the county or the state or something, and claim adverse possession maybe she's claiming adverse possession of the office of governor <laughs> due to the situation i don't know i don't she's she's great well, though look at that from bodega meat so, to governor so can I, I i i have to call something out in that tweet she said um they live on cigarettes and they share a moldy shower with nine people from the internet what does that mean I mean, uh, what you, yeah, did anybody life, else catch that? Uh, yeah, life in New York City is a little bit different than Central Florida. I guess so, because yeah. I don't share a moldy shower with anybody. I don't have mold in my shower. Dude. I don't share it with, well, maybe my spouse, but that's about it. End of the day, rent but, is too damn high downstate. That's all we know. Rent is too damn high. And someone actually ran on that, that platform going back a couple of years. TikTok, you got to love it. It's a grab bag. And I think that given the, <laughs> the world is going on here, clip. what is you love that New York clip, I know. <laughs> Start spreading the news. I'm leaving I'm in 14 those. days. <laughs> Look hilarious. at this kid. Look at this kid. What was his name again? Christ uh, the King 69 or something? It was something Christ like that. Lover 69. That's Unbelievable. Name. Unbelievable. The dichotomy yeah. of New York right there. What else do you got on TikTok, Rick? <laughs> no, that's it. Actually, those are the only one that I actually know. No. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You've got some I gems. I have some more. I have this one. Actually, you know what? This this is the one I'm going to play next. This is from Penske. Now, you wait, know Penske, Penske, right? The the, uh, the trucks? Yes, Penske, the trucks. Now, or... wait, that's like the moving trucks, the the uh, shipping receiving trucks, uh, or or the and oil, right? I think it's the oil. The oil. So this is from Penske. Oil. It's, it's all the same organization, just different subsets. So this is, I'm assuming it's Penske, Penske, Penske Oil uh, training people how to be mechanics <laughs> at their corporate headquarters. Check this out. Penske is hiring entry-level diesel mechanics. No diesel experience, no problem. Let us train you for your new career. The training takes place in Ohio for five weeks at our state-of-the-art training facility. You will be reimbursed for the gas cost for one trip in and one trip home. Your hotel stay will also be covered for the five weeks. And you will participate in weekly dinners with Penske Associates. Nice. So all you need to worry about is working hard and learning. Our training program is hands-on, how you learn best. Once selected and vetted through background, you become a Penske Associate on day one of your training. You will be paid during training, and when you graduate, you'll immediately move to a full-time position in your hometown. Oh, wow. With a competitive starting salary and great benefits. $15 To apply, click on this ad and give me your name. <laughs> email, cell phone, and work history. It takes less than three minutes to start your new career at Penske. Apply now below. Hey, hang on. Hang on. Did we click, just play an ad? Hang on a second, though. Click on, this, click on this ad and give me your name, your date of birth, your social security number, where you're from, <laughs> your bank account. You, too, could come work for Penske. Your mother's maiden name. <laughs> give me your Windows login password from 1995. Penske. <laughs> Yeah, that was so, an advertisement on TikTok for and and you want to talk about a, a recruiting effort targeting people that are literally sitting on the toilet. Remember. <laughs> we're just sitting at home on the toilet watching TikTok trying to feel better about our lives. And then we learn 
We could work for Penske. That's really cool, though. Five weeks of intensive training. So tell me this, Ricky Baez. You could go into the United States military, learn to become a diesel mechanic, okay? Get those entry-level to advanced mechanic skills. Get out. You don't have a degree. You don't have a certification. You have your military experience. Penske won't hire you, but if you stop by their facility for five weeks and eat dinner with their staff, you too could have a job. (laughs) Well, you know what? That makes sense, JC, because they want their mechanics trained their way. So I get that. That makes sense because if they want a specific standard to keep culturally with an organization, they can't just hire people from different organizations, different thoughts of life, different training backgrounds, and just put them to work. You know what? That makes sense. That makes sense. It does. You want to talk about cultural immersion, though, and providing equal and fair opportunity to individuals out there. I don't know if this ad was appropriate, if this recruiting effort was appropriate. Or inappropriate. Here's why I say that. On the heels of the whole Cuomo sexual harassment, hands-touching thing, they come out with an ad saying, if you're good with your hands, come work for Penske. I mean, that's oh like, that's a, that's a Minecrafted message right there. I mean, that kudos to that branding, you know? No, I don't think, I don't, I don't think anybody got that, number one. Number two, oh, it's subliminal. I don't think that was... It's like yeah, candlelighting no, it's from back in the 70s. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so candlelighting, that's where, like, on one side of the magazine, you used to have, like, the advertisement for the cigarettes, and on the back side, yeah. on the other side of the page, you would have the advertisement uh, for, the, for the liquor. So <laughs> what you saw one, you saw the other. You saw two at the same time. So here you're hearing about Cuomo using his hands inappropriately, and then you're also hearing, if you're good with your hands, come work for Penske. It's, it's genius at the end of the day. No, it's good with your hands to work in a diesel engine. In a di- oh, you're right. A, a no, diesel you're right. engine. But you know, so I don't but know if But they're saying if this. you have no experience, come to them. They will, no, they will bring no. you to Ohio. No. They're saying if you don't have any diesel engine experience, they were specific in what they said. Oh, yeah. No, they were. So you're right. That makes it sound like you need to have some kind of fundamentals with regular gasoline engines. I'm really good at Minecraft. Diesel. <laughs> yeah, no, not happening. <laughs> Minecraft and Beyblades. Can I work for you? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, ain't nobody else coming. Yeah, come on, board. <laughs> I'm on board. No, but look, did you hear what they say? We will. Okay, so we'll we'll bring you to our state of the art facility in Ohio for five week pay training. But you notice what they said? We'll pay your 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 gas one trip in and one trip out. They ain't talking about airfare, so this is this isn't for anybody that lives um, uh, like over five hundred miles away. Well, right? you don't know that. You don't know that. Okay. It, it it would be interesting to if there's anyone out there from the Central Florida area that mm-hmm. is heading up to Ohio to start this training with Penske. Please reach out mm-hmm. to HR Talk, specifically Ricky Baez. Uh, you could call him <laughs> on his personal cell phone. What's your cell phone number again, Rick? Nothing. Keep going. And uh, we'd be more than happy to have you on the program. I think it'd be interesting. They said they didn't specify. They had no disclaimer on where you'd have to drive from. So maybe you could catch a ferry from Hawaii. No, and I, no. I'm, I dri- think it was, I'm driving it was from Venezuela. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, okay. So let's say I'm flying from Orlando. I mean, I'm, I'm driving. driving from California. Yeah. Driving from, from the Keys, right? So, yeah, it'll take me by two, two, two days to get there, if that. So you're going to pay me two days worth of gas? Mm-hmm. Just fly me in. Yeah, <laughs> no. like, isn't that cheaper? Yeah, right, right. You think it would be. <laughs> or, or maybe they get a discount. You know, maybe it's maybe, maybe. It's a, they get a, a fuel discount or something. Who, who knows? But here's the thing. 
I don't know, and and if there's anybody listening out there listening that may know this, I don't know if they were offering this this time last year. Yeah, I, think I have this no is a idea. Sign of the times. I th- I think it is a, a time of the signs. You're yeah, exactly that too, right. JC. It's a time of the signs. You're right. <laughs> What's the next one you got, Ricky Baez? All right, this next one is. From Left Hook 713, ladies, y'all stay safe out there. I don't what? know what this is. What is this? I don't know. Let's figure it out. Okay. All right, so check this out. This man right here was on a mission. Definitely up to no good. He had bought these women, teachers, rounds of shots, and I guess he thought he can welcome himself to the table, and they left shortly after. They accepted the shots, which in my opinion, I don't think they should have. I'm right here looking at the DPS um, page to see if he was some sort of sex offender. There was a guy that looked very similar to him, but I wasn't for sure if it was him. They stepped outside to take pictures, and that's him right there, just lingering around, waiting for the woman that he was after to go to her vehicle. That was me checking checking them out to see if everything's going to be all right. So that group of women right there, he starts following behind. Oh, no. And then there goes me right there following right behind him. (laughs) Store manager. And I eventually get in front of him to slow him down. And then I yell at the women to hurry up and get in their vehicle. Wow. Wow. So once they hear me, they get in the vehicle. I'm trying to slow him down more. Those are my employees coming out. He put his arm in front of me to slow me down, and I saw that he was still continuing, so I got in front of him to make sure that the women were going to be able to get home safe. I had a few words with him. He was pissed off because I ruined his plans. See, right there, we're going back and forth. He's telling me, like, what were you going to do and shit like that? You weren't going to do nothing. And I tell him, come back into the restaurant, and you'll find out. (laughs) But homie never did. Y'all need to be careful out there. Wait, what? Wow, that's that's an employee for you right there. Let's uh, break this down from the human resource perspective, Ricky. Can I break it down from a street finding perspective? I'm confused. Normally when people are inside of an establishment and they want to throw down, let's take this outside, and they go outside. Now, these two individuals are outside, and they look like they're about to throw down, and the guy says, let's step inside, let's step inside and let's see what happens. Why? 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 Why is there always a change of venue? It's it. That's where the culinary equipment is. Is that what it is? Probably. So why? It, it's it's. There's always has to be a change of venue before you can start a brawl. That's that's what I'm understanding here. No, you know, like that, along. like that movie Fargo. <laughs> Let's take it out back by the wood chipper. Just do it right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Always well, a change I- of venue. No, but this, this manager, that. though, I mean, he steps in. He notices a situation. Something seems uncomfortable. Something tipped him off early on in that process, and he didn't He didn't think there was something cool about this guy. It, 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 talk to me from the restaurateur perspective. You, you are not in charge of a restaurant right now. You are not the HR guy overseeing a restaurant right now. But if you were, and this was your store manager stepping in and doing this, Let's not even talk about the fact it's on TikTok, but the situation that took place. Mm-hmm. Talk to me, your perspective, HR guru. Let me start f- from the beginning. From the beginning is I now just for the people who couldn't see it, it's a uh, it's security footage. I, I believe this is the restaurant manager that was talking, and he's showing security footage, looking right at the table where you've got one, two, three, four, five 
five teachers, I'm assuming, and he just buy them shots and he's sitting there with them. He's wearing a tank top. Weird looking dude. I, I, I can understand why the manager felt a little bit odd. What I don't understand is why did the manager go directly to look him up at the sexual offender website? Right? Because it, it, it's, but fine. Either way, look them up, look kind of weird. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to clock out real quick, JC. So this is not from an HR perspective. This is from a human being perspective. So they, um, the, the ladies, they decide to leave. The guy starts to, uh, to follow. And the manager sees what's happening. He goes out to make sure the ladies are okay. Kudos to him. That's what I would do. That's what any self-respecting man should do when they see some, some, some really nasty things about to go down. Right. And it could have gotten dangerous, right? Because he got in front of the guy, yelled at the ladies to get in the car to to uh, to take off. Now, I'm assuming the ladies are freaked out because now they see the guy they're trying to get away from. They see the manager yelling at them to say take off. Now, that kind of brings the anxiety, anxiety level a little bit higher than normal. And more employees were following out. So, yeah, they're going to hightail it out of town. So and they exchanged some words that could have been very dangerous for him. But you know what? Kudos to him from a human being point of view. HR point of view. No. You should never, Why? ever do that. Because what would have happened if the guy would have pulled out a gun, a knife, and then attacked the manager, attacked the employees? That manager put himself and the employees at risk. He should not have done that. If he had a concern that this guy was about to do something, there's this thing called the police. You give them a call. You let them know what's going on. You give the description. You give the freaking footage. But you never, ever get involved if you can help it. What if you're in an area where you have the opportunity to step in and and alleviate a situation and you know that the police wouldn't be able to get there in time? Well, you know, it's... This is where policies can never be too, too right. specific. Because, again, is, it's a case-by-case situation. Exactly. I mean, once you once you clamp down a policy too hard, the, you're you're prohibiting in too many directions and angles. There, Correct. There could be. Yeah, go ahead. So, I'm with so, so, so for this one, when when he went ahead and and if there's a situation that he has to step, he has to do something, and if in the absence of him doing something, it would create great harm, then yeah, definitely step in, right? Common sense will prevail, but all the guy was doing was just, you know, started walking out towards the ladies. The la- there, there was some distance, right? The manager stepped out. He could have just called the cops and said to, and yelled at the guy, I'm calling the cops for him to get involved. And what if the guy would have stabbed him? What if the guy would have shot him? What if the guy would have punched him in the face? And next thing you know, he put himself in that situation. And then maybe, God forbid, an employee got hurt. He put his employees in that situation. His goal, obviously, is safety for everyone, his guests and his employees. But let's make sure we're smart about this and we don't put our employees' safety at risk just because we think we're going to save some guests. I mean, I know that came out wrong, right? But it's uh, it, it this, sounds this, horrible. It's, it, but it's I mean, true. It, even though it's true and even though it's the proper advisement, it sounds terrible. It really yeah, does. It but really he does. Did, he did the right thing from from a human perspective. Right. Because I would have done. Do you feel, though, thing? that sometimes when when we get into policies like this, when we get into, you know, what is the right thing to do from the corporate perspective? Do you feel that this is part of the reason why people actually hate human resources? <laughs> I'm, I'm I, being serious. I, man, no, I, I, well, 
it's part of it, right? The main reason is because people think we're against them and we always side with management. Um, but it just you just have to understand the law and you have to understand how so happy this this country really is. Right. It, it, it's a it, it's we have to be at the end of the day, HR but, professionals but at the same time with what the you said, of the organization with what you yes. said, though, you're also not even just thinking about protecting the organization. But you said the protection of the employees, the protection of the manager, the protection of the people that work for you from mm-hmm. that from the corporate leadership perspective. Right. I did. But and, and there's the, huge credit and kudos when you think about it from that that way, right? Like you're you're trying to look out for your employees. Why step in between and take the bullet? We we prefer you show up for work tomorrow. It, so yes, because that shows you care for the employees, but there's also a financial aspect to it, right? Because if we put the our employees in harm's way and it shouldn't have happened, we can get sued by the employee as well. As an organization, because we place the employees in an unreasonable, risky situation where they now got hurt, and that's not part of the job the description. And if we cause some pain and suffering and loss of enjoyment of life, we can be on the hook for that legally. So that's one way to uh, to uh, look at it. So wh- who's when we're say- thinking about this guy, when you're thinking about this guy in particular, and and the situation that he stepped in the middle of and, and protected the ladies that were heading back to their car— would you commend him or would you reprimand him? Oof. Oh, my goodness. See, that that that's a tough one, JC. That is a tough one, brother, because personally, I would commend him. Um, but I think it depends on the restaurant's past precedents on how they handle this. Um, that would dictate what kind of disciplinary action he would get. I, I But if you look at the video and the people see the video the ladies were not in an intimate danger they were not but i honestly believe if this manager would not have stepped in the ladies would the ladies would have been in imminent danger right so it's one of those cash 22 things honestly what i would do personally i would commend him and thank him for doing that and professionally i would remind him of the policy we have about the safety uh protocols that we have in place not to go out after guests when I used to work in the restaurant industry, JC, when people would shortchange a uh, a um, a server or they would not tip uh, appropriately, uh, you know, your first inclination is to go out to uh, talk to the guest. And when I was in the specific restaurant industry, when they would do that, when they would go out after a guest, we would fire them for that very same reason. If if they shortchanged you, let them go. We'll handle it behind the scenes. We don't want to put you in a situation where you can get in trouble and you could uh, get hurt. Dine and dash and tackle them in the parking lot. Scrape, give the, you- scrape the change out of their cup holder in the car. <laughs> oh, could do that. You know. <laughs> well, you know what? Let me give you a scenario that really drives this point home. I'm I'm not going to mention the name of this particular restaurant, but New York City. Yeah. Um, there is a high end restaurant. And there is a uh, a server that finishes shift. He finishes shift, right? So he's done with his shift, and he's not going to go home just yet. He's going to hang out at the bar. He changes his clothes in the back, and he is now a patron, not an employee. He's at the bar. He's drinking. He's getting really, really heavy. Um, he's getting really, really drunk. Finally, bartender says, dude, what are you doing? Was this over right? at Crown Shy? No. Or I don't know what that is. Le Cuckoo? No. 
never mind. I'm not Go gonna ahead. tell you. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, um, the uh, the uh, person got really drunk, bartender. Who, oh, by the way, Mastro Steakhouse. Uh, no, I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> it's a high end restaurant. That, well, this, that's this, all this I'm is say. one. It's a very good one uh, on 1285 Sixth Avenue in New York. Not the one I'm gonna. Not they're the closed one I'm talking right now. About. But their telephone number is two one two four five nine one two two two. I highly the recommend. How are you doing? <laughs> Maestro Steakhouse. It's a stories? very. It's a very good steakhouse. That's all I'm saying. Maldita sea este tipo, Dios mío. Listen to me. Good <laughs> <laughs> lord. Sara, <laughs> Sara, no, no, so then... rara, sino... <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> oh, you should have finished it. No, Come on. no, no. no. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, the uh, normally bartenders, when they see a patron getting uh, too much, they have a responsibility to cut him off. But they cut this guy off. This guy, who is an employee of the organization, off the clock in his regular clothes, wanted to go out and get into his car and drive. The manager saw him, stopped him from doing so, took his keys, and would not let him leave the restaurant. Right. Because he doesn't want him to get into a uh, into a car and hurt somebody. The guy, the drunk guy, calls the cops, tells them he's being held against his will. The cops come in, they arrest the manager. Think about that for a second, JC. The manager gets arrested from stopping an, a, a, an employee from leaving and getting into a car and possibly killing somebody. Because he was uh, severely drunk and, and getting behind the wheel. Now, the company did the right thing. The company did the, the right thing. They bailed the manager out of jail because the manager was trying to do the right thing. It's just one of those, those little slivers of the, of the law. And, and they helped him out with his legal bills. But again, the manager was, thought he was doing the right thing. But yet he ends up getting arrested. So this begs the question, and I, I use this example in my class for all of my students. What do you do? As a manager, what do you do in that situation? What could he have done to prevent that from happening? That way he doesn't get in trouble and now has a, uh, a, uh, an arrest on his record. Oh, you fire him. <laughs> you fire who? The manager or the, or the uh, server who, who decided to go out drunk? All of them. Uh, just just oh, clean house, no. start over, fire him. Uh, Manager got retrained, obviously, no disciplinary action, right? Because uh, he thought he was doing the right thing. But a lot of people are going to cringe at this, but this is the actual advice that was given from the legal department. The best thing you could possibly do is, yes, try to convince the person not to get in the car, but for you to physically stop them, you got to be careful because now you will cross the line into false imprisonment. The best thing you can do is if all else fails, pick up the phone, get the uh, the uh, make and model of the car, get the the uh, the uh, tag, give all the information and call the cops and let them know what direction he went. That is the best thing you could possibly do. And it's unfortunate. I'm stopping. Ricky Baez eres tan inteligente. Hueles a éxito. Las mujeres simplemente te aman. He's a very smart man, Ricky Baez. With a worldly advice. What happened there? What do you mean? Oh, okay. I thought there was Ricky a pause. Eres tan inteligente. Hueles <laughs> a éxito. Las mujeres simplemente te aman. You're so smart. You're so smart, Ricky Baez. <laughs> you, you give me the sign to stop, and I stop, and all I hear is Google telling me that women love me. Ricky Baez, eres tan inteligente. Hueles a éxito. Las mujeres simplemente te aman. 
It's not every I mean, day that a guy wants to hear a clip about himself three times. You got to love this guy. I'm I mean, look, you. they're not wrong. It's okay. Professor Bias in the house, ladies and gentlemen, with the right advice. With the right advice. That's right. That's it the thing the to right think advice. about at the end of the day. It's the right advice. It really is. It is the right. Yes, it is the right advice, but I just hope other organizations take the same steps as this organization took because other organizations may have fired that manager just because they got arrested, yeah. right? And I'm glad this organization hooked it up. But anyway, it's a, it's a perfect example that what's morally right is not necessarily what's legally right. It's Those are two completely different things, and you really got to take a step back from an HR point of view and really figure out which which side you want to err on. Stepping back, and let's think about this, ladies and gentlemen. Let's, let's keep this in perspective as the show moves on. Yes. We're still in the freaking TikTok segment. We are, dude. So when, when you, as an HR person, face anything in your life, it doesn't matter what it is. You go to the grocery store to buy a pre-cooked panini. You stop by to fill up your tank with gas and get terrible coffee at Wawa. You you do something silly, like, uh, you know, talk with old friends and try to catch up on, on life and time's lost. So silly. But you face it. You face your silly life. Silly. From the HR lens and from the HR That's perspective. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is legitimately HR talk. It doesn't matter what the video is, what the thing is. You live this life. You live this world. So much so that you can't stand being at work and you wait till Friday at 5. You leave work and the next thing you know. You're on the toilet watching TikTok and still thinking about human resources. HR talk. Our TikTok segment is coming to a close with our final clip. Ricky Baez, back to you. I'm sorry. I'm picturing a bald eagle flying over the bay <laughs> up in up in Massachusetts, just somewhere on the water, <laughs> carrying a briefcase with HR written on the side <laughs> and a tie. Oh, that's gonna be the uh, that's gonna be the the uh, cover art. All right, here we go. This one is from Allison Young, seventy two. Okay, I take being kind any day. Happy to be me. Let's see what she's talking about here, JC. Yeah. See, she really means it. You can't always be the prettiest girl in the room, but you can sure fucking hell be the highest and kindest. Remember that, folks. You can't always, you can't always be the prettiest girl in the room, but you can sure fucking hell be the highest and kindest. <laughs> the hell is this? What is our producers giving us? I don't know. What is going on? I don't know. This is TikTok. Oh my god. So, um. Break that down, HR guy. I, I don't know. So you're the she HR guy. You come across uh, you come across her TikTok in your free time. Do you have to recite and reemphasize the uh, uh, the the drug enforcement policies well, at your thing, place right? of it, employment? Like uh, now, so hold on. You can hold be on. the highest. So, this can be tricky. Oh this wait, it's tricky, a double entendre. Right? No, well wait a minute. It could so, be one of two things, right? It could be more than one thing. It could be multiple things, but yeah. let's say I am the HR person of the organization where this particular individual works, and I just happen to see this video come across my feed. Yes. Yes, I am going to have some questions because if we are a drug-free work environment and we don't tolerate any kind of drugs, I would have to ask her, hey, this came across my feed, and I got to make sure that I mention that, right? 
Because otherwise, the question is going to be, why are you on my TikTok? Well, it was 3 a.m. and I'm going for my you, your for you page and you just happen to pop up talking about how you'd rather be high and kind. Uh, so I don't know. I, I would ask her, hey, what does that mean? And if she's smart, she'll say, no, it's just high in life. <laughs> because if she says, no, I'm high on marijuana, that I means she just admitted to me that she's on marijuana and I got to go through the whole drug testing thing, which to me, I, it's we shouldn't be doing it, but fine, whatever. Uh, it depends on the organization. It really depends on the organization and what kind of drug policies they have. But uh, yeah, that's what I, Now, if somebody sent it to me, let's say somebody – she she end up um uh it's making enemies with somebody at 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 the job that person the enemy send that over to me and i'll still say hey just want to let you know this is being sent to me so i'm not going to ask any questions you need to know information is being fed to me i do that all the time especially it's uh spouses and strange spouses because it's i get more calls from estranged spouses than anything else i kid you not jc they give me a call saying so-and-so is doing this, so-and-so is doing that. And what I tell them is, okay, that's fine. Uh, they're not doing it at work, so that's really none of my business. So thank you very much for the information, though. And then I go back to the person and I say, hey, just want to let you know this is happening. So, yeah. How would you handle Ricky it, Jesse? Baez hablará en HR Florida 2021 en las próximas semanas. Ricky, cuéntanos más. <laughs> what? What was that first word? I'm going to do something. Hablará en HR Florida 2021 en las próximas semanas. Ricky, cuéntanos más. You asshole, did you literally slow it down? You slowed it down? <laughs> I, I did. I, I, I said I couldn't understand it now that it was so fast. Google does it Google does it automatically. The second you type it in, if you press it again, it, it slows down. Ricky Baez hablará en HR Florida 2021 en las próximas semanas. Ricky, cuéntame. Don't you hate when people do that when you're talking to somebody and, and, I, and, and you tell them, hey, look, I'm sorry. Can you say that again? I just couldn't understand you. say it louder I and slower? I said it. Blah. No, no. The tone and the speed was good. You're just not making any fucking sense. I need you to tell me what's going on. La Conferencia de Recursos Humanos Florida 2021 en las próximas semanas. Ah, got Ricky, it. cuéntanos más. Three times. So, yes. Yes. That's saying that uh, I will be speaking at the HR Florida Conference coming up here in a couple of weeks. It starts on August 29th through September 1st or 2nd, I think it is. But I will be speaking on August 30th, um, 7 a.m. And they gave me an, an, uh, an early one. And I will be talking about the future of recruiting. So come see me at the Galo Palms in Orlando, Florida, September, uh, August 30th, coming up here in a few weeks. I cannot wait for that event. Ricky Baez es el respaldo plateado del reclutamiento. All I heard was Ricky Baez something back and recruitment. Ricky Baez es el respaldo plateado <laughs> del reclutamiento. <laughs> when you press it a second time, it slows down. She said Ricky Baez is the silverback of recruiting. So you definitely want to make sure you stop by and, and get your advice from the uh, the guy, the man, the myth, the legend. While we're on our Ricky Baez tip right here, you know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. Folks let you see life from another perspective. They can expand the mind and awareness. 
These are inspirational quotes. It's Ricky Bias. Inspirational quotes with Ricky Bias. Here we go. If you want people to value your presence, they have to suffer greatly through your absence. Was that I think it? That's it. That was the end. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's the end. Complicado, complicado, Ricky. <laughs> tricky, tricky, Ricky. Tricky, tricky, <laughs> Ricky with the inspirational quotes here on HR Talk. A uh, big kudos and shout out going out to our new um, intern on the program. All of our human interns gave up on us, so uh, we now use Google periodically <laughs> <laughs> because all the uh, humans have walked away. Should you uh, ever desire to be a intern on the HR Talk Podcast, we are looking for people actively. Feel free to reach out to the program at uh, hrtalkpodcast.com or biascoins, uh, dot net. Is that it? Yeah. What's your no, website? No, it, it, it's uh, so ebias at biasco.com, or you can just go to hrtalkpodcast.com. You can reach us through there. By the way, I got to talk about that translation service because I know you meant to say Tricky Ricky, but it translated to Complicated Ricky, and that is so true. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm complicated. It's okay. What, why, do you, why do you think it does that? Give, I, I want your opinion on the translation that Google does like that. What do you think about that? I, I don't know. I think, I, think tricky is a, I think Tricky is not an official word that google can translate verbatim okay right well, I, I just changed it here let's see if this worked then. ricky impotente no yeah no that's ricky no. ricky impotente <laughs> no, no 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 i'm not incompetent oh i i put the word impotent <laughs> yeah oh that's what yeah. <laughs> wow that's the case wow oh boy this what, show's what taking a hell? turn what the hell google <laughs> Current events this week is brought to you in part by Biasco. Stop by Biasco.com, get in touch with Ricky, learn a little bit more about the HR Talk podcast. Ricky is going to be talking at that HR Florida conference coming up at the end of the month. I was going to be yeah. down there with the podcast live on the floor. That was canceled. Uh, the yeah, budget lines uh, don't afford for that this year, which is nope. unfortunate. We'd love to be back down there. Uh, Ricky was down there love last it. year with uh, senior executive intern Lucy, and I couldn't be down there due to COVID restrictions. I do look forward to a day when we could all be back together in the same place at the same time once again to right? make conferences more fun and more uh, palatable for all. So this first article here was found on LinkedIn, and it was shared by David Miklis, attorney at law. Uh, I don't know the whole thing of his business name it's not an endorsement <laughs> but the article was from laborunionreport.com just came out the other day the nlrb's new general counsel has issued a memo calling for broad changes on how the nlrb interprets the law with a pro-union pro-act still in legislative limbo on thursday jennifer abruzzo a former union attorney in the nlrb's new general counsel issued a 10-page memorandum to all of the NLRB's regional directors, officers in charge, and resident officers calling for cases to rule upon in order to effectively rewrite the interpretations. Now, although the NLRB, depending on the party in the White House, shifts its interpretations to be either more pro-union or less pro-union, the scope and breadth of this memo signifies a, a big shift in how the agency administers and enforces the law. 
In the 10-page memo, she states, submissions of these topics to advice will allow the regional advice branch to re-examine these areas and counsel the general counsel's office on whether change is necessary to to fulfill the act's mission. Her call for cases include a variety of topics, including but not limited to. This is why it's very important. Employer handbook rules, confidentiality provisions, separation agreements, and instructions. What constitutes protected conservative activity? Union access to employer property. Employee versus independent contractor status. Applying wine garden rules to non-union workplaces. Whether the NLRB jurisdiction over religious education institutions should be applied. Employer duty to recognize and or bargain. Big topics, big areas. Wow. The entire 10-page memo has uh, been uploaded to this website, available on Scribd. This is laborunionreport.com. Title of the article, New NLRB General Counsel Signals a Big Shift in Labor Law, Including Card Check by Administrative Fiat. Ricky Baez, over to you. So I think the biggest one there is the protected concerted activity is um it's that one keeps keeps coming on the forefront with the with the continued popularity of social media and what people can and cannot say one of the biggest one that i'm thinking that i think is falling under protected concerted activity lately is whether an employer can prevent you or prohibit you from talking about your salaries or not which if they write you up for that you might be in violation of something under the NLRA you know, as far as protected concerted activity. There's certain employers out there that actually want the salaries of every single job that you ever had when you apply. And if it's not on the resume, you fail to meet their qualifications. That So I, I have seen that, and that quickly stopped because there are some states that are, that are putting some provisions in place to prevent that, making that illegal. To say you cannot do that anymore. I don't. I don't know if New York is one of them or not. Or I no, it's not. Okay. I thought I saw some other states I'm out there sure. that have. No. Okay. Um. But yeah, it, it's a. I don't know why that's a requirement because it's that tells me if you as an employer make so that a requirement, so they could disqualify you, so they could turn you down. Hey, I seen your last job. You made three hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. This one only pays fifty. No, really, I want to be a Walmart greeter. I don't want that responsibility. I'm retired. It's, it's <laughs> below your pay grade. This is what you're way above this. We can't hire you. And now they or, discriminated because you're old and you used to make a lot of money. I don't think that's the case. I mean, although that's a viable possibility, but I think the bigger case is that if if you put down what has been your your pay rate all these years, then if they see that this position you're interviewing for, it really goes for $80,000, but you've been shortchanging yourself your entire career, and then you put down that you know, the last position you made was forty five, they'll offer you 55 thinking you got a deal, and they're still way below their budget. Yeah, unless you're like a, a quarterback in the NFL, and you've had a contract for seven years, and you haven't made a lot of money, and now another team's coming in, and they're going to hire Tom Brady for the hundreds of millions of dollars. And <laughs> hey, he was shortchanging himself before. Let's hire him for less. No, no, <laughs> no. But look, it's so. Here's the other piece with it. The other piece with it is that you know the Equal Pay Act comes into play, and you could be in violation of the Equal Pay Act 
because the Equal Pay Act says that it's it's men and women need to be paid the same amount of money for equal work, equal skill set in an equal setting. Yep. So if that law exists, if that act exists, that means they are women that are consistently being paid less than a man is for the same job, same environment, same type of skill set. So if you as an employer follow that trend and you go ahead and you make a um, a um, an offer based on a woman's track record when it comes to uh, to uh, pay – Chances are you're going to pay her less than your male counterparts because you're going off of the same trend that other organizations have ooh, done before. Ooh, so don't I, do that. I know how to overcome it. How do you do that? If, pay if, everybody equally. No, <laughs> if if that woman or in or man are in a relationship that they divulge to you and they happen to work at the same organization, let's let's use that as a topic, right? Okay. Okay. And they have the same type of job, right? And the guy is making more money, and she's making less. When they go to take that to leadership to say, hey, something's not right here. We need to fix it. Leadership could spin it back on them and say, yeah, but combined, you make this much. So you're okay. (laughs) That would be okay. No, it would not. Actually, you know what, JC? Believe it or not, that is okay on the one, one area. What area? FMLA. FMLA. Believe it or not. So FMLA any employee who meets the minimum qualifications to go on a federally approved leave, they get 12 weeks, up to 12 weeks of job protected leave, which is unpaid. However, if if in a man and a woman who are married to each other, they're going out for the same reasons. For example, they're going out because she's having a baby and that's his baby. They share those two those 12 weeks. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah. They do share it. That so organizations go that route. So what you just said, you may have said it in jest as far as pay, but it's not. It, it's it's it actually does happen when it comes to sharing time with FMLA. Crazy, so, ain't it? Crazy. It's it's crazy. And then different so, states have different laws in effect. Anyways, New York has already put some laws into effect that allow people uh, different equal and fair opportunity. I believe it was like if you're at the same organization together like that, it's like ten weeks per. Rather than twelve, and then there's also a compensation package associated with that as per state law. There was like some other things that were on the line with that one. It's been a hot button issue lately. This one yeah. came up in uh, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot to tell you, I I went Uh-oh. and did an interview with another podcast. I I got oh. asked, yeah, I got called to come okay. on as a resident expert in human resources <laughs> for oh, nice. uh, for another show. <laughs> so I I went on and and was talking a little bit about the uh, the Cuomo thing and. Um, uh, transgender rights and sexual harassment and um, a whole bunch of different laws. It was like a one-hour rattle session with uh, Sweet Baby Jay on Talking Sweet. So that show uh-huh. should be coming out soon. I'm I'm not sure exactly when. You know, he he takes a while to edit after the fact. But uh, yeah, that's that. <laughs> hey, uh, regarding the laborunionreport.com piece here, there's one quote I want to share with you because you said what stood out to you was one sector of this. But the quote that they put in the article is this. Cases in which an employer refuses to recognize and bargain with a union where the union presents evidence of a card majority, but where the employer is unable to establish a good faith doubt as to majority status, specifically where the employer refusing to recognize has either engaged in unfair labor practices or where the employer is unable to explain its reason for doubting majority status and rejecting the union's demand. 
So they're going to be taking a look at this as well as other case law situations <laughs> to make some determinations to move forward. For that, see Joy Silk Mills Incorporated, 85 NLRB, 1263-1949. So a whole lot going on with that piece there. Thank you going out to uh, our friends in the network for sharing information and bringing it forward. Ricky Bias, right. guess what? Uh-oh. Your next article today is coming to us from Bloomberg.com as well as many other cited sources. This is Hot Button News. U.S. job growth tops forecast with the biggest gain in nearly a year. Payrolls have risen 943,000 in July after upwardly revised June gains. The number of long-term unemployment has fallen by most on record. The U.S. labor market charged ahead in July with the biggest increase in employment in nearly a year, highlighting optimism about the economy's prospects even as coronavirus concerns surface, resurface, and surface again. Payroll has climbed by 943,000 last month after upwardly revised increases the prior two months. A Labor Department report showed on Friday the unemployment rate has dropped to a pandemic low of 5.4%, while earnings and hours worked remain elevated. Mm. Mm. So employment is up. Oh, at the I same mean, time, though, payroll remains 5.7 million short of pre-pandemic levels, and a uh, <laughs> pickup in COVID-19 cases stemming from the Delta variant poses a risk to the pace of job growth. And uh, the demands of people returning to the workplace. Back to you. That's what I was going to say. That you know, we 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 are creeping back up. I mean, still short of pre-pandemic levels, but we are creeping back up. And again, I'm I'm like at first I wasn't too keen of people who are, you know, deciding not to go to work and continue to be on 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 unemployment. So just because they're making more on unemployment. It, it, it's, it's, I still think that was a bad move, but look, it worked. It's forcing organizations to change their policies. It's forcing organizations to, to, uh, to, uh, to change how much they pay. You got Penske that are paying for your tank of gas for, for driving into the uh, uh, training center in uh, their headquarters in Ohio. You've got McDonald's, you've got Walmart, you've got all these other organizations that are bumping up their minimum wage. Um, so I guess it is work not their minimum wage that are you know their hourly wage. So I guess it's kind of working. I guess I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop when those uh that price that price hike as far as payroll is concerned um gets passed on to the consumer and we're right back over here wondering why inflation is so high. <laughs> so the big boys are going to be able to handle it, right? So Walmart's going to handle it, McDonald's is going to handle it. But again, I've said this in the show a million times. Um, it's uh, my main concern. It's the small business owners who really are the backbone of America's finance. So um, hopefully they'll be able to work through it. And, uh, and hopefully this time next year, JC, you're going to have a conversation that we're done with this pandemic. We're done with what's happening and organizations were able to be flexible enough to continue to work profitably and give people in the community um, some time to work. So awesome. <laughs> you're bringing them up, huh? <laughs> It's all about the tune. focus on the small businessman. Right. And talking about small businessmen. CEO entrepreneur, born in 1964, Jeffrey. Jeffrey Bezos. CEO entrepreneur, born in 
That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Not too long ago, Jeffrey Bezos hopped on a rocket shaped like a penis, jumped into space, and landed back down. He's got a lot going on. And your weekly Jeffrey Bezos update is brought to you in part by Ricky Baez. Over to you for our recent Jeffrey Bezos news. Well, not just recent news. It's just it's 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 more about his his rise to the to to the status he has right now. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was having a conversation with somebody on on I, I don't know if it was Facebook or Twitter, just going back and forth on a specific topic, and they're making the uh, the point about him wasting all this money to go into space and how he can help a bunch of other people and he is so lucky to be in a position that he's at. And anyway, I you know I kind of put the shoe in the other foot with this guy because because I told him I'm like look, he doesn't come from money. He built this from scratch, so. If you want to make an impact and you're not and you're upset that he's not making the impact that you think should be made, step in, throw your hat in the ring. It takes a you know just a certain kind of effort for you to get to the status that he's at. He kept pushing back, saying, "Well, it's a lot more than effort, and you have to be lucky, and I'm not that lucky." I'm like, "Well, you know, luck. It's luck favors people who prepare. Luck favors people who take advantage of opportunities." So. Jump on that bandwagon. And with that, according to the Times of India.com, Elon Musk is officially making fun of Jeff Bezos. He said that no amount of money can defy physics. And at the end of the day, he said that uh, Musk has taken a few digs at Bezos in the recent weeks. And to reply, another tweet regarding a quote by Bezos on suing governments, Musk called him the irony man. Why? Well, I I I don't get that. <laughs> what's what's Musk talking about? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. they, they've that got, doesn't make sense. <laughs> they've got like a pissy more going on. There's something going on. Do they? Yeah. So Jeff Bezos right. Blue Origin had recently criticized NASA's decision to award the astronaut lunar lander contract worth two point nine billion dollars to Elon I Musk SpaceX. It pointed out technical details, which it claims could be risky for the moon missions. So Blue Origin published an infographic on its website where it took a swing at Elon Musk's Starship, saying that SpaceX using the Starship to transport NASA astronauts to the surface of the moon is immensely complex and high risk. Musk, in response to the statement from Blue Origin, posted an old photo of a Blue Origin rocket, which is slightly deflated in the middle. Somehow this wasn't convincing enough. The Tesla CEO said in the tweet directly mocking Jeff Bezos and Bezos's company. Bezos, on his part, has never really spoken too much publicly about Musk. The Tesla CEO, however, has been known to say quite a few things about Bezos's company, Blue Origin. Such digs and potshots from Musk do pop up every now and then on his Twitter feed. Now, separate from the Times of India, we are all standing by to see if there will be a celebrity deathmatch between Elon Musk and Jeff- <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos. They should bring that back. This is the time to have that back. Come on, MTV. Make it happen. That is your weekly Jeffrey Bezos update on HR Talk. It was so random. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's probably the only week that we do it. But. Yeah, probably ever. ever. Jeffrey. Yeah. Jeffrey Bezos. You know what? 
Can I ask you something real quick? Anything. Come on. That guy, that guy. Why do you ask for my permission? Oh, my goodness. All right. No, go You're really going to derail it. Jesus. No, look. uh, Jesus. Lover 69. Um, Look. uh, No, Christ lover. That's what it was. That's what it was. Um, Look, it's. um, The guy who made that song, I'm pretty sure now he's really famous, whereas before he made that song, he wasn't. Did you see that one TikTok guy? I forgot his name. He's the guy that when people when people do things on TikTok that are really obvious or really off the wall and he just comes in and shows them how to do it easier, like common sense. And he just doesn't oh, see yeah, a word yeah, and yeah, he points yeah, yeah. at it. Right. Yeah. That yeah. guy. So they, I saw a story on him last week because apparently um, during the uh, the uh, the uh, pandemic, he was some kind of a, a warehouse worker. The pandemic hit. He got laid off, and then he started just doing all these videos. And he is the second highest, um, uh, second high, second most popular TikToker out there. I God, I forgot his name, but everybody knows who who I'm talking about. And now he's worth millions and millions of dollars without uttering a single word. Pretty cool, right? It, it, it's this is where we live, JC. I know this is where we live right now. Well, you can work <laughs> regarding Bezos and Musk equal fair opportunity. And to wrap up this segment, there is a Elon Musk song as well. It's not as popular as the Jeffrey Bezos song. Here it is. Let's hear it. With greater ambition, techno king, billionaire, he's on a mission. PayPal, Tesla, Neuralink, and Top. Open AI, SpaceX, this man can be stopped. Partner in crimes, incredible wealth. I love how they made that song sound like really robotic, thinking that he would like it because people think he's a robot. Right. So it sounds really robotic, doesn't it? It's just <laughs> God, now all these songs are going to come out. Let's stop, bro. Really, let's stop giving people this kind of attention. It's only going to encourage more songs like that to come out. That's well, what's going to end up happening. Where's the Warren Buffett song? Where's the Mark Zuckerberg song? Right. Or, or <laughs> the. The Larry Ellison song or the Bernard Arnault song. You know what I mean? I feel bad for some of these other billionaires and trillionaires. The Sam Walton song. Yeah, right about that. The Melinda French Gates song. The Melinda French song. There you go. There you go. Put it out there. Somebody commission it. Let's do it out there. JC and I are going to do it. There There is actually a Melinda French song, by the way. Should we? Do you want to hear it? I'm curious now. Are you sure? It's coming up. I'm positive. I'm sure. I'll keep padding time. Yeah. I wasn't sure before. I'm sure. Just for you both. 
Seriously? this yeah stop 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 we can't afford this (laughs) but that is the new melinda french anthem you know that right oh god yeah yeah Yeah. i mean i know a song that is and i started hearing the lyrics i'm like i see where you're going oh yeah 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 no that's the the new anthem for her How many people Not are driving the... in their car listening to HR Talk right now being like, look, if there's a defense fund, I'll give you $5 for that. But they were actually <laughs> singing along because they love the song. You know that there's a ton of people that do. We can't that's, afford that's that right. one. way. cease and desist. Nope. So we're cease and desisting ourselves right there, you know? We are. Jeez we're Louise. <laughs> oh, man. Got to cough the corona out. All right. So your <laughs> last uh, your last current event article right here. This is coming from HCA Mag. HCAMag.com. How to sustain a high-performing work culture. This came out just the other day. Uh, Start by keeping it simple, says the head of HR at The Iconic. Keeping things simple, it can go a very long way into cementing solid performance-driven workplace culture. The article is extremely long. (laughs) So, in keeping with the title and the opening statements, stop by... HCAMag.com, look up how to sustain a high-performing work culture as I will keep this topic simple. Ricky, buys back to you. <laughs> it's an excellent I'm, example. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Let's read the content. Yeah. That's just the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the like in the opening sentence, they're just like, keep it simple. Cool. Why the why the why the hell should I read further? I'm right. Done. You know what? Thank you. Exactly. The first sentence in that entire article tells me not to read the entire article because you're telling me to keep it simple. And But you know what, JC? They're right. They're right. Because what happens is a lot of executives get together and they figure out we got to help our workforce. We got to move that needle from A to B. And they make a big problem when there really isn't any. And they start making bigger and bigger processes that create bigger and bigger problems to the pro- to whatever they're trying to solve. So at the end of the day, just keep it simple, Work, uh, implement what makes sense for the organization, and for God's sakes, take stock, listen to what the employees want, listen to what they're telling you, and implement those things you can implement. And if you cannot implement them, and I, I can't stress this enough, explain why. Or explain why. And if, if you can't do that, divorce them and then take everything. Melinda French on the move, I'm telling you. She's going to be a big deal, Rick, coming up this yeah, next is. year. Seriously. Like, she, she's an amazing executive. She's got some great stuff going. Bill doesn't know what he's going to be missing out on, I'm telling you. I'm sure he'll be okay. It's time for Florida Man Stories. There we go. Thank you. Florida Man Stories, your first story is coming to us here from the mean streets of Florida. Florida Man was arrested on Friday for allegedly making threats against Walt Disney World, the entire world. (laughs) He made the threats on Twitter, including that he was going to throw grenades into executives' homes, according to authorities. 
Steve Jordan, 31 years old of Seminole, was taken into custody custody by Pinellas County Law Enforcement after a 186-tweet tirade in a three-hour span on August 8th, according to officials. At least two of the posts were aimed at Walt Disney World. According to the police, the now-deleted tweet said, at Disney, quote, or we will blow up all of your exec houses with C4, end quote. And at Disney, quote, I will toss a hand grenade through their loft window, end quote. Police alleged Jordan also made several threats towards Activision and its executives over the gaming gaming company's sexual harassment lawsuit that we talked about here on HR Talk right. when it was breaking news weeks ago. Right. Feel free to refer back to whatever episode that was. Stop by Baez Coins. <laughs> Jordan's account was suspended on Twitter by Twitter on August 9th. <laughs> Oh, I love I'm that. glad they were able to do that, JC. <laughs> it's a good thing they could pull that one out. Yeah, Detectives right? working with the Florida Department of Law Enforcement determined that Jordan was the owner of the raging account, cops said. Jordan allegedly admitted to threatening tweets in an interview, according to police. He was charged with threatening to throw, place, or discharge a destructive device. Jordan faced a similar charge in 2019 when he was arrested for falsely reporting a bomb. He was being held by the Pinellas County Jail on a $10,000 bond. Police said the investigation is ongoing. Back to you. So they didn't say not like it matters. I mean, because you shouldn't be doing things like that. But I'm every time I hear somebody taking some stra- some drastic measures, I always like to know what what's driving that. What caused him to lose it, to think uh, making those threats on social media is a good idea. So, I mean, what, what was he getting tired of paying ten dollars for a hot dog? I mean, were the lines too long? Are fast passes not being back bothering him? What's the problem? What happened? It was Nobody probably knows? something about Gina Carano. Who knows? It's you know? a, <laughs> so, that's so twenty twenty. Your last Florida story of the day comes to us from the Indian Express. Stop by IndianExpress.com. Or something like that. Okay. Whatever their friggin' website is. The Indian Express. Website, just Google right? them. That's awesome. So a woman's summer fishing trip with friends turned into a scary experience of having a face-to-face encounter with a Florida alligator. Now the scary video is breaking the internet. The internet cannot sustain because of the <laughs> Florida woman's alligator video, according to India. Now the woman shared the shocking moment that she spotted a very huge gator. An alligator. There was an alligator calmly staring at her from the water a few feet away. The person was filming one of her friends who was holding a fishing line in the water in a bid to find an alligator that they had seen previously. The man was seen standing over a storm drain trying to entice the gator over, come over, gator. With this plastic bait. As she zoomed in on the water to locate the reptile, jokingly saying that the animal is ignoring the plastic bait. To her surprise, the animal emerged slowly, camouflaging well with algae, startled by the anima's presence at such close proximity. Quote, It says anima. Work with me here. 
The Got anima's it. presence at so such close proximity. The woman is heard screaming, Oh my God, holy shit. That's why you don't ever sit down with your legs in the water, she said. And another person was heard off camera saying, That's why you don't ever sit down with your legs in the water. Realizing what? the danger, the woman was seen retreating. She was going away. The video was originally posted to the Tiki Taki where it garnered more than 20 million views. Florida's Everglades never failed to amuse and terrify, the woman wrote, while sharing the now viral clip. While the woman retreated, the man kept standing on the storm drain. The over one minute footage showed the group still standing near the water body with many people commenting and talking so loudly that they could have agitated the aminal and things could have ended very badly. Now, many people thought that the woman's encounter with the reptile was a lucky one as it didn't jump out of the water and fly through the air to attack her with its little alligator teethies. You have to be careful because around water like that, almost all water bodies in the area of Florida are completely infested with alligators. Every single water body. That's not wrong. Now, the video has also reminded many about the incident from May when a man was chased down by a huge alligator during a similar fishing trip and a nearly 11-foot reptile emerged from the water suddenly, glided towards the bank, and chased the man down and attacked him. The terrifying moment was captured on the young man's GoPro when it went viral, leaving citizens horrified. Stop by Indian Express... Dot com for this story and many others. I feel like I'm 80 years old in a retirement home and we're about to go to sleep. And the retirement home that I'm staying in hire you to come in and tell us this really interesting best time story. That's exactly what it felt like, JC. So I'm terrified yet entertained um, about the animals or aminals that are in the water. And be careful not to put your legs in the water. That's what I took from that story. Very HR-esque. <laughs> A Ricky le gusta comer carne y beber coñac. Put a beat to that. That's what you should do. I should, shouldn't I? Yeah, <laughs> you should, man. I should edit that together. I should take time really to do should. these things. <laughs> Ricky Baez, we're at that time in the program where it's time for some final thoughts going around the room. Over to you. Final, final we were we were all over today, but the the serious note, um, it's uh, from the sexual harassment allegations coming out of New York. For every HR person out there, no, don't put the music. For every HR out there, comer carne y beber coñac. Oh, there you go. Ricky le gusta comer carne y beber coñac. Ricky likes to eat meat and drink coñac. A Ricky le gusta comer carne y beber coñac. Ricky likes to eat meat and drink cognac. A Ricky le gusta comer carne y beber cognac. I love it, dude. Are you kidding me? Ricky likes to eat meat and drink cognac. <laughs> the best. That's it. New intro song. That's it. New. I love it. I love it. Ricky le gusta comer carne y beber cognac. Okay, we got it. Everybody knows. We get it. Got it, JC.
Ah, oh, God. See, I lost my train of thought now. Thanks. Don't sexually Final harass thoughts. people. Final thoughts over yeah. you. Don't sexually harass people and HR if somebody complains. Take that complaint. See, I've, I've said it a million times on the show. Take that complaint extremely seriously. Do what you need to do. Um, and, 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 and what I mean by that is if somebody has been um, – uh, if, if you conduct an investigation and that person has been confirmed to doing this egregious act that they're accused of doing, take action. Take action. Let them go. Do whatever you need to do, but you cannot let that kind of behavior stand in the organization. HR, that's your job to make sure you curb. Ricky toca su monstruo de pantalones cuando cocina un bistec. On my end here, it's been a very... <laughs> I have no idea. This thing's got a mind of its own today. Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> what, sure. it, what did it say? Ricky touches his trouser monster when cooking steak. What? What? Google, what are you doing? You're typing it in. So it's been a pleasure to be here today. Yeah. Trouser monster. <laughs> Look at you. What are we doing? Uh, dude, are we closing this the whole show, thing dude? Fell are we apart. It just fell apart at the end. Oh, it, it's been a crazy God. past two weeks. It really has. It's been a pleasure to be back here. It truly is. Uh, things have been busy. Things have been going on. A lot of good stuff. It's good to be back. Next week, we won't be here. <laughs> Ricky's going away. Um, so to that, I'm going to be sitting down with the the HR lady, Wendy Sellers. She has oh. a brand new book talking about the five pillars of human resources. She took a cross-country road trip. She traveled to Jamaica. She worked out of the RV, satisfying her contractual needs of her independent HR consulting firm while on the road. It was amazing. Such a great story. That's going to be coming up next week. If you've tuned in this far, you also know that uh, we miss you. We love you all. Stop by the uh, the internets. Come find us and uh, drop drop your likes, drop your shares, uh, drop your comments. Yo, where could they find us, Ricky? Uh, we we can be found on biasco.com, hrtalkpodcast.com, anywhere that you download your favorite podcast. We're there as well. Look for the screaming face. And uh, look, if you want a job in Ohio, just send me your name, phone number, social security number, birth date, mother's <laughs> maiden name, everything else. Just let me know. Send it over. And we're good. <laughs> and what's going on with that uh, speaking engagement that you have coming up? If I may. Boom. April, August 30th, I will be at the Florida HR Conference, HR Florida Conference in the Galo Palms. Tickets are still available. This is a live in-person event, unlike last year that was dual. Um, I will be there talking about the future of recruiting. Come find me. Say hi. I will be there, and I'll say hi as well. We'll have a conversation. That's what adults do. Gracias por escuchar el podcast de charla sobre recursos humanos, episodio 309. It's been a pleasure having you here on the program. Once again, I'm JC. Drive safe. Have a good night. My goal in life is to walk into a club and hear this beat just jamming. HR Club.
Holy crap, do we need an intern? <laughs> <laughs>